0: by the Longmont Public Library. I'm Barb, your host for this episode, and with me are Devon, Hello. And Jana. Hi. To discuss our latest pick, The Bride Test, by Helen Huang. And spoiler alert, today we'll be discussing The Bride Test in its entirety, so if you haven't finished reading it yet, you might want to come back to this episode when you've done so. Also, The Bride Test is part of a trilogy, the Kiss Quotient series by Helen Huang, and all three novels touch on mature themes and content targeted towards a mature audience. Some of those mature themes may just pop into our discussion today, so there's your warning. Now let's go a little bit into our author and the book. Helen Huang is that shy person who never talks. Until she does. And the worst things fly out of her mouth. She read her first romance novel in eighth grade and has been addicted ever since. In 2016, she was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder in line with what was previously known as Asperger's syndrome. Her journey inspired her 2018 novel, The Kiss Quotient. And in 2019, she published The Bride Test. She currently lives in San Diego, California with her husband, two kids, and some pet fish. Regarding the Bride Test, Publishers Weekly, in its starred review, says it's a touching contemporary romance with serious moments offset by spot-on humor. This romance has broad appeal, and it will find a special place in the hearts of autistic people and those who love them. Library Journal also gave it a starred review and said, Excellent detail, and exceptionally well-developed protagonists keep the pages turning." While a few plot points are tied up a bit too neatly, the conclusion is truly satisfying. Original, engaging, and hard-hitting, gorgeously done. And finally, Kirkus Reviews, also Star Review, says, A young Vietnamese woman travels to America in hopes of finding a husband and a better life. Huang's characters are just as pleasing and powerful as their evolution as a couple, a stunning superior romance. So let's throw some stars at this. I'll I'll lead off and um i'm still debating this i said 4.5 in my head but uh you know i'm i'm nudging towards 5 this was fun i am not a romance reader this genre in general is a stretch for me contemporary romance is not my thing but i did enjoy that element of escape this is a pretty implausible situation from the get go uh the characters seem a little bit fairy tale but you know they do have their their quirks uh me and kai are Truly well-developed characters, uh, Helen Huang does a great job of drawing them out, and I love the humor, uh, as well as this window into the unique challenges of intimate relationships for people on the spectrum. I read the book and I also listened to the audiobook on a long flight back from France and I think the narrator, Emily Wu Zeller, does a fabulous job on the audiobook. She has a great deal of fun with the voices. So I gave it four point five, but I'm really leaning toward five. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Devin, your thoughts?
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna am gonna eat a little bit of crow here, I think. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> Romance, chick flick, whatever we're going to call this is not my genre of taste oh, either. Boy. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, gosh, kind of eye rolled. I don't want to read this. This is boring. But I, like I said, I'm going to have to eat some crow. I really, really enjoyed it as well. <sighs> um, I didn't listen to it as an audiobook, which I normally do. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of bummed about that. Um, I read it. I probably read it in about three days. I um, sat down and I page-turner. could not put it down. It was quite the page turner. The characters are very likable. Um, yeah, it kept my interest the entire mm-hmm. time, which normally these kind of books do not. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a colleague and she said, well, you're probably thinking of like the old romances. They, they've they really changed in the last decade. They've mm-hmm. become more relatable. The characters, you know, they do have their flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I didn't give it a five is because, yes, it just everything ties up too neatly. You know, oh, the ending is, agreed. you know, yeah. you know <laughs> love is the answer to everything. I just, I would have liked to have seen um, Mai do more with herself, not just be married. You know, that's
0: like mm. the mm-hmm. feather in the cap. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's kind of left, uh, she's, yeah, she's yeah. hinting at, you know, I'm yeah. going to be... Uh, a fulfilled person with yeah. a career, right? A and I, and I degree, hope, hope for her. But, but yes, yeah, there is. Um, there's definitely hope at the end of the story.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a little too cheesy for me, but I did really, really enjoy it. Yeah, Very so I'm gonna nice. give it four stars.
0: All right, and Jana.
2: Um, and I just want to go over the pronunciation of of the main uh, character's name. Mm-hmm. Um, you said me, me. And oh, yeah. What, what did I, I say mine? Well, yeah, the, okay. the, yeah,
0: uh, me. yeah, the narrator mm-hmm. says me. Even though it's spelled okay. like my. Oh. Okay, so yes. me. Mm-hmm.
2: When I was listening to it, I heard like May, kind of like a ah. mixture. But I think you're right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so me. We'll just use
0: me. Oh, and, and it might yeah. be confusing to people who haven't read it yet, too, that she changes her name when she mm. comes to yes. the United States. And so me becomes Esme. And, uh, yeah, whole other pronunciation. But <laughs> <laughs> go
2: ahead. Yeah. I, I have to just reiterate, um, mm. I... Didn't uh, grow up reading bodice <laughs> rippers. In fact, the opposite. You know, I read Jane Austen, and that that actually brought a lot of resonance for me. Mm. Listening to this, um, it reminded me a lot of Jane Austen, mm. and I think it's because of the themes that are are found throughout both uh, mm-hmm. works, and and just as a theme in general for the romance novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked how this. Novel is very specific to the immigrant experience, Um, a different culture. It's um, sprinkled with references to her Vietnamese upbringing so instead of saying oh my gosh I just lied I'm gonna rot in hell um she says oh when I am reincarnated in my second life as a catfish (laughs) you know (laughs) crawling on the bottom of the lake or whatever under the outhouse Um, so there's these little these little um things that stand out specificities to that culture which I enjoyed and I also enjoyed that the author is writing um part of the novel from the the perspective of someone on the spectrum yes with autism and it's a, you know, something near to that author's heart since mm-hmm. she is on the spectrum herself. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think the romance genre is striving towards is more inclusivity.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and you know, people with disabilities, um, are also needing representation. And I did listen to an interview with her where she talked about how it is important for us to recognize that, different people are also the same. We all need love, we all mm-hmm. are you know most people have a love life, a sex life, and autistic people do too yeah mm-hmm. to kind of get that out. Exactly. So for all those reasons, plus just the the um, the plot, even though it seems trite right it's a typical romance there was a mm-hmm. lot of um, uh, tension I guess I would say like culminating towards the end mm-hmm. and it's a very feel-good novel. Um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a Shakespeare comedy with the wacky wedding almost, um, and everything kind of coming out in front of the crowd, um, of people. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I give it, um, you know, four, four and a half stars, Okay, especially if you're a romance reader. I think it's definitely worth picking up.
0: I agree. I agree. Well, let's dive into the discussion questions, and I want to give a quick shout out again to Lit Lovers. They're becoming one of my favorite sites as a resource material, and just wanted to mention too, if you enjoy novels like this one, that this is kind of a, a little rabbit trail, but um, there's a good bit about culture, and uh, if your book group enjoys bringing maybe some snacks from, say, a different culture to add some... Uh, Different level to the discussion. and
1: That's what we're missing.
0: That's what we're missing. We don't have enough snacks here. Um, Lit Lovers gives you uh, the opportunity to uh, dig up some recipes right there on their website. So I encourage you, if you're a book club person uh, and you like to add that angle to your meetings, uh, check out Lit Lovers. It's a lovely resource. So thank you, Lit Lovers, for posting these questions, which actually came from the publisher, but we still like them. First question. Kai grew up in America while me was born and raised in a small village in Vietnam. What cultural differences can you see and how do you think this affects who they are now? Did you want to start us off, Diana?
2: Yeah, um, I think for me there are cultural differences and there's also gender differences which I think yes. go along with the culture, the cultural mm-hmm. norms and romance is a genre that is all about cultural norms, right?
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, How do we interact when we date and all of those things? Uh, What's the role of the woman, the role of the man? Mm -hmm. Um, I felt, and when I was mentioning Austin before, it was because there is the, the opening line of Pride and Prejudice is, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. And I think that this is kind of what sends this novel off. Um it's it's the plot. It's why the um the mother of Kai Conga, goes to Vietnam mm-hmm. um to find a companion, a wife, uh, for her son, who has a fortune, by the way. He's in Silicon Valley, he's been well educated, he drives a mm-hmm. sports car. Mm-hmm. Um and there's no lack of money there, but he he doesn't have a partner and because he's on the spectrum, I feel like his mother is Um, you know, wanting to fulfill that for him and for herself. She wants to be a Mm -hmm. grandma. She wants to carry on the family line. Um, But it's kind of reverting to this really old plot line of, or, you know, the the marriage that's set up, the marriage that is um, a match, you know, made by the families. And to me, that's, it seems like something from the cultural past. Um, The trash heap. (laughs) No, I mean, it's debatable whether... Whether, you know, matchmaking and kind of marriage for these other societal reasons um, is something that we still want to pursue. But that's the plot of this of this novel. Mm -hmm. But when I was thinking about it, um, that is where Austin was starting from, you know, 250 years ago, the heroine's. Back then, I think we're just starting to say, hey, like, I want more than what the culture is putting on me. Mm-hmm. I want love. And so it wasn't just about how do I find uh, my place in society through marriage by making sure that I make this good match with this wealthy uh, man mm-hmm. and, you know, carry on the, the family line um, and become a mother and, and all of that and a caretaker, but it was... You know her heroines were saying, "Well, yeah, I have to work with the in the confines of this cultural uh, conscript, but mm-hmm. I want more than that. And I, I'm a person too, and yes. I deserve love too. Um, and I think that I guess I'm trying to say is that I felt like we have this kind of old cultural um, setting for this novel of the mother uh, going to to basically f- bring the bride home for the boy, mm-hmm. and her son." Um, and that this this woman who cleans toilets in Vietnam, um, who's already had a child, um, when she wasn't married, by the way, because she was kind of taken advantage of by a man yes. um, who then left her., um, she comes home with this with this woman. and and it's all about kind of those strictures of the the old culture coming to terms with, I think, what Romance is All About, which is about the woman finding her worth in herself and mm-hmm. saying, um, you know, what is, what is this actually about? It, you know, it's about, it's about love and it's about wanting more than, than just marriage for money or marriage for your place in society.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of differences <laughs> here. And, and you can see uh, me kind of filling that role of the person who aspires to more. And the, the, the whole opportunity is like this gift that drops in her lap. And she has to make a very fast decision. And it, it is kind of funny to watch watch the thinking, watch the gears turn in her head in, in the opening chapters. of, And, and then how, um, I mean, it sounds implausible to me, but her mother and grandmother are saying, You'd be crazy. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. to take this opportunity. At the very least, you're going to see America, yeah. and and they have this whole, you know, uh, ingrained idea of, of you know we're walking on streets of gold in the United States, and, and you know it's the land of opportunity. And why would you not want to go? And uh, so oh, I'd also like to point
1: out that yeah. me was chosen because she was beautiful.
0: Uh, beautiful, yes. but also, that, yeah. Gon- Gona noticed something about her character in the the, the brief encounter they had in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. She, uh, at least, that's how it came off to me. She saw something about uh, me's character that intrigued her and thought, "This, you know, this is the kind of person who has." the guts, the chutzpah to, to cross the ocean and, you know, land in a different culture and still work hard to accomplish whatever it was that, that Gunga was asking her to do, which was basically seduce her, her son. Yeah, because
2: there was that scene where she said, I want you to get pregnant just by accident, you know, because, hey, you know, I really want some that grandkids. The deal, yes. And she said, no, I'm not going to steal a baby from your son. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that piqued Gonga's interest in her yes
0: yeah I I would I would say so she yes she She said that was a test she yeah I Mm. think that's kind of you know what the title is referring to this this was a test for for me uh it's a test kind of 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 Kai as well um because he hasn't figured out yet whether he's capable of the emotions that he says he's incapable of.
2: Um, but you're right that she's yeah. also beautiful. Well, she is. Yeah. Um, and she it's happens to be mixed race, uh, so she has yeah. these green eyes. And so there's this legacy of Americans going to Vietnam mm-hmm. and having relations with women there. And leaving. Um, and the that's what happened and, and, to yeah. her father. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what happened, I believe, to her mother. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Her yeah. father at the very yeah. end comes in. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And is an American. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So there's all sorts of cultural things going on in this story. Um, You hinted at this, uh, Jana, in in, uh, your response to the the previous question, but in the beginning of the book, Kai's mother is in Vietnam to search for a wife for Kai. Do you think it's wrong of his mother to meddle and interfere in his personal life, or is this justified as an act of love? And... um, this is a tough one this to answer, one. Yeah. but yeah, I felt like I had to say something. Uh, I fall on the side of mom being justified in in going out and doing this implausible thing of, of hunting for a bride. She, uh, in her heart, knows her son very well. Maybe she doesn't describe it very well to me, but she gets the point across that my son is different, uh, but you like him? And I would really appreciate it if you come try to seduce him because he needs someone in his life. And so far, she's mom has has seen that that part of his life really uh, has has not gone anywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been a successful person up to a point, uh, but she really sees this uh, romantic side of of life as being important to her, her son's happiness, and she will even step in and try to orchestrate the whole thing. I, I fall on the side of the act of love, but it is interfering. It is meddling, and, and both her sons call her out on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it turned out okay, but
0: that's yeah,
1: what happens when it doesn't? Right. I mean, then it's not the right choice. Um,
0: that, yeah. Then uh, it would have been a romance now. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's hard for me, too, because mm-hmm. I do think she had good intentions, and it did turn out okay. Mm-hmm. I'm of the school of thought. Your kid's, your kid's romantic life is none of your business, <laughs> unless they're being horribly abused. Mm-hmm. Keep your nose mm-hmm. out of their business, but that's mm-hmm. that's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It does
2: seem like, like I said, it was kind of Shakespearean in a way. I feel like there's these plots yes. within, the, within the plot. Oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and she's plotting this and trying to orchestrate the marriage and all of these things that she wants, but it's out of love. Um, But I think he's just talking about him as a a character who's hard to crack, right? He says of himself, I have a heart of stone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how the author felt too, um, Mm -hmm. that she was accused of that by someone in her life. And I think it's because, it's not because they don't have feelings, but it's sort of harder for them to express them in kai's case it took some it took having um me there to kind of like to unlock part of him mm-hmm. that emotional okay. awareness mm-hmm. and it not only took having her there and the fact that his mother picked out the right woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um who had the character and who had the spunk and the tenacity um mm-hmm. and the self awareness you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't those other girls that were crying in the bathroom. They didn't, I felt like they didn't get it, but yep. there was something inside of her that she recognized about that woman. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, I mean, it was, I don't know, I'm forgetting where I was going, but I think <laughs> that it it wasn't just, just her, but it was also these other plots. So it was like, mm. it required Esme, it required his brother. Yes. It required, you know these weddings, these family settings, and mm-hmm. um, inner workings of the social scenes.
0: Yes, even the funeral. I mean, yeah, the funeral it took scenes. That funeral too. To yeah, to kind of convince Kai. Um, well, that's when he came to the conclusion about his heart. But yeah. it was also um, a little trigger later in the story when, mm-hmm. when there was the yeah, the, the death the anniversary anniversary yeah uh, memorial kind of service that. Mm-hmm it unlocked something else in in his emotional life that was crucial to the plot. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so, yeah, I just think, to go back to the question, I think his mother, it was almost necessary in a way, because I feel like he, in his ways he's very set in his ways he's very into his routine right every sunday morning i got to do my weights i'm going to do this he runs to by the right. park Yeah. If he doesn't And have i his think routine. that is the thing yeah. about folks on the spectrum often they're mm-hmm. really you know regimented they don't want to expand to beyond mm-hmm. um this kind of routine but that's mm-hmm. what it took to break into him mm-hmm. um and i love how the wedding you know setting up this like false wedding scene well not false but just that the brother had to push him the brother has to basically propose yeah. to me mm-hmm. so that he can get Kai to kind of have that realization. Yeah.
0: Yep. Let his jealousy
1: do the work. Right.
0: <laughs> I think it was very effective.
1: It, it did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it feels like puppet strings. I don't love it, but mm-hmm. I understand why, but it is a novel. I it's, mean, just,
0: I yes. And, and it, I, I love your, your uh, comparison with Shakespeare because it, there is a bit of the ridiculous in this. It it all sounds like a preposterous. When spin. they're
1: in the closet and she's going to try on somebody's wedding dress, <laughs> yes, I'm like,
0: really? Who does that? Funny moments. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, It it, it um, definitely made the situation not exactly more plausible, but enjoyable to follow yeah. because it's a romp. It's it it's, was yeah, it's a romp with some serious moments. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, throughout the book, this is the next question, Kai is adamant about not having feelings. We did touch on that. He, he describes himself as having a heart of stone. And thus he creates a chasm between him and everyone else. When do you see a breakthrough in his way of thinking? And how does me help with this?
1: I think the breakthrough came when he realized he was jealous. Like his brother was like, you love her. It's yeah. obviously you have feelings. You just don't know to call it love.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, like his brother had to point these things mm-hmm. out to him. You, you know, you responded in this particular situation in this way. That's that's what persons in love do. Yeah, and, yeah. and he had to spell it out for yeah. him.
2: <laughs> and I also thought about the fact that me helps with it by withdrawing. Uh, oh, yes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and she's in such a tough spot. I mean, she's going to night school. She's working waiting tables mm-hmm. in her, you know, future mother-in-law's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, And she's grappling with learning English, Um, meanwhile trying to earn the love um, and respect of this man Mm -hmm. coming from a different culture. I mean, they're sort of from the same culture, but really they're not. He's very American, I feel like. Um, And she struggles with self-worth, I think, throughout the novel. And she says, you know, for the hundredth time... She was wishing she was as in accounting. So she puts on this facade of she lies mm-hmm. and tells him, oh, I'm an accountant too, because that's what he does. And, right. I, you know, we'll talk about that more. But I think when she finally kind of casts that off, because she's struggling and she's saying, well, he doesn't like me because I'm not an accountant. I'm not like his sister. Right. I'm not fans. I don't have all these, like... Fancy clothes and the mm-hmm. class, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she comes from sleeping on a dirt floor with her, you know, her daughter and her mom and grandma on a yes. mat mm-hmm. in one room, and and just struggling with the burden of feeling not good enough. And then I think when he, you know, can't tell her that he loves her after she opens up to him, yeah. and mm-hmm. was you know,
0: hard. oh boy, it
2: really. I think she had to really dig deep to say, you know, I I'm sorry, but. You know, I'm not going to go there. You know, mm-hmm. I am worth more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a special person, and I may not be as me in accounting, um, <laughs> but I am who I am. And mm-hmm. and she found that tenacity in herself. Yeah, I liked I like the me character a whole lot.
0: Oh, absolutely! Really she is spunky. That's a mm-hmm. good word.
2: But for if her. she had just kind of mm-hmm. sailed along with the, with the marriage plot, right? With yeah. the plan of the mm-hmm. mother-in-law, he was willing to have her hang out there. He liked having her there. Yeah. Yes, you cool, know, sir. she was pleasant and she cooked mm-hmm. for him. She and him. and <laughs> yes, once she got the yes. once she got the fish smell off, you know, the <laughs> fish <Yeah>. sauce <laughs> smell. Which I'm
1: curious, <laughs> like, why do you think the mother went to Vietnam? I mean, because they were an Amer. I mean, they were an American family. Why mm. didn't she try to find somebody in America?
0: That's a great question. That's I,
1: that's what I was thinking throughout the whole book. I'm yeah. like, why would you travel
0: mm-hmm.
1: to a different country? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe she didn't want an American daughter-in-law. I mean, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Since since you know she's she's had difficulties in her own life with being in a uh, uh, a relationship with someone not from her country. Uh-huh. Maybe you know the the traditional thinking. Kicked in for her, and she. Yeah. Thought, I'm going to get my son a good wife yeah. from from uh, back where we come from, yeah. and it'll all be fine. And well, it was. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it took some <laughs> uh, some working out. Next question: Kai memorizes a set of rules that his sister made him that lists what he should do when he's with a girl. Do you agree with this list? Um, it was certainly a, a lighter moment in the story. <laughs> I think her ideas were all good, and again, this points out something about folks on the spe- spectrum, I think, yeah. that they're, they're giving you some clues there about maybe how uh, a person on the spectrum might approach um, relationships with uh, someone they're interested in. And um, they're very practical. They're kind of old-fashioned, to, to my I mean, thinking
2: the rules yeah
0: yeah they're 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 mm-hmm. kind of traditional rules male female kinds of dating rules like opening the door and well, everybody and, should
1: open yeah. the door for everybody regardless well there you of go whoever just goes in the door first is. Home. but uh, i mean another
2: uh, rule was paying for everything right. yes and, that's, and that's sometimes you can think mm-hmm. yeah am i fully here at the table mm-hmm. um as a woman i that mm-hmm. i mean the list just brought up the ideas for me that there's a lot of, you know, dating and romance involved the cultural norms, Real. like you I bet. was talking about, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the class, you know, what class are you in, mm-hmm. and it has the male privilege in there, and the, the gender roles as well, um, mm-hmm. so all of that is kind of built into that. But I think Big Sister um, was
0: was very concerned that he know, you yeah. know, the basics, yeah. and she sounds like she drilled him into his <laughs> head, because yeah. the, the voice came on as soon as he mm-hmm. saw uh, me in the airport, S May, as mm-hmm. she introduced herself because she changed her name. Yeah. Um, when he saw her, the, the rule kicked in. Oh my gosh, my eyes are going to the wrong yeah. place. Yes. I've got to look up. Yeah. I've got to keep my eyes on her face. Uh, you know, and and he, he he found out something about himself in that encounter. Oh, I must be a I must be a legs man. I yeah. must be <laughs> a, I must be a boobs man. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, it was difficult for him to uh, keep his eyes above board. But anyway, yes. So. Do you agree with this list?
1: I mean, I, I agree with the ones that are just basic common courtesy. Yes. Press your chair in when you're done. Mm-hmm. Close, you know, open the door for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, offer to give your coat, whether you're the man or the woman, if your partner's if cold. cold, yeah. Mm-hmm. To pay for everything, I don't like. I think that's sexist and old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, carry your purse. I wouldn't want anybody to carry my purse for me. That's <laughs> weird. So some of them I do and some of them I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I agree. just think
2: it I, – I agree with you, Devin. I, I think that they're coming from – you know, some of them are a little antiquated. That that mm-hmm. some of them come from a good place of courtesy, but yes. the bottom line is that like when you look at these relationships, they're not equal. They're and that's where it comes from is that culture of like, mm-hmm. basically this is a you know it could have just been an economic agreement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just get the marriage, get the green card, mm-hmm. get, get the, the guy look sexy. I mean, she's constantly like wearing. <laughs> Trying to figure some, this out. Some skimpy yeah. outfits and these killer heels that she <laughs> dislikes and <laughs> poor girl. Um yes. Yeah, so there's there's a lot to dissect there.
0: Do you want to go there?
2: <laughs> yeah, no. No, but I, I no, but I think it was a g it was a good uh the the book had a happy ending in that she you know she presented herself as an object, but she she had an inner core that she came back to, that she, she, she realized. Oh, that, yeah. And she made the choice. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you. I don't have to marry you. Yeah, yeah. I've actually created some choices in my life. Yeah. And well, I think that yeah. that's, that's what's important, that the woman engages in the relationship not just for the marriage, the money, the status, mm-hmm. the power, uh, the lobster tails,
1: you know. <laughs> well, and she she made that clear, if you guys remember, <laughs> at the beginning of the book she has her daughter and I guess the father came and with his new wife and said, let us, let us take her. We're more mm -hmm. well We'll off. And she said, no, Real good life. Yeah. 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 And if she was a different kind of person, I mean, you could have plotted that out to be like, okay, let my daughter go with these wealthy people. And then Mm -hmm. I'll get something from that later on down the line. She, she, she was just a good person. Yes. And, um, I appreciate the list. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming that's, that's helpful for people on the spectrum. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I like lists and rules myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it, I would never do, I would never give a list to like my son or something. <laughs> it would be like, here's what you do. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm.
2: but yet in how we, and how we raise our children and how we interact in society, we do pass on. That's true. Our That's values true. and the expectations of how you interact. So and, I take that back. I, yeah. I
1: didn't give him a list, but I, I modeled, you know, push right. a chair, and you, turn right. off the light, that'd hold be, the door. Yeah, manners. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I was wrong mm-hmm. about
0: that. Yeah. No <laughs> worries. Well, the next question. Uh, again, we've touched on this a little bit, though Mi originally goes to America with the purpose of seducing Kai. A lot of her time is spent going to night school and working at Konaz, a restaurant. This reflects the hard work that immigrants go through to build a life in the U.S. Can you or anyone you know relate to this?
1: I mean, I don't think any of us are strangers to hard work. Not but at all. But not on this level. Yeah.
0: Not I think this, this is this is a... This is
1: like a life, like you're. This is life, Mm -hmm. or not life or death,
0: but Mm -hmm. it it is survival, survival. And and she was in that position, certainly, uh, back in Vietnam, where she's cleaning toilets and basically supporting her family, and that includes generations of Mm -hmm. family. And um, yeah, I would say this, while it's romanticized a little bit, you know, it it's cleaned up a little bit. It does, I think, give a picture of the kind of hard work it takes to make your way in the United States as an immigrant, wherever you're from.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. I, I loved, uh, this quote when they were talking about, uh, her trying to figure out if she should take English lessons. Mm-hmm. And the, there's the, the teacher that comes to the restaurant, Miss Q, I think. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, who sees that, you know, she could be a student in her class and mm-hmm. she was bright. We know she was very bright. She was just as bright as Kai. um, she just didn't have the formal education. She no. didn't have the opportunities. Yes. And she writes in the book, uh, the author writes, she couldn't justify it, the language lessons, if it was just to make her happy. You know, she had just always been thinking about what she needed to say for her daughter and her mother. She, like so many women uh, and single mothers and just women in general, I think, are constantly asked to suppress our own needs mm. um, for those of our children. Mm-hmm. Um or a husband's mm-hmm. like traditionally, like it's often the woman that steps back with the career. Right. Um, well, yeah, during but it was women
1: that, yeah, you know, and, the, and the the, the exodus the from the workplace, yeah. yeah but I just in wanted to point
2: place. that out, even mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. I can't say that I've you know been through this level. I do recognize mm-hmm. in women in my family and myself mm-hmm. that oftentimes women are the ones that are stepping back from from progression in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Fa- um, and and suppressing their own needs, sometimes to their detriment, not just financially, Mm -hmm. but in terms of being a whole person. Absolutely. Um, And I think there's something that she she realizes, like, you know, when she got really good scores on the GRE, Mm -hmm. uh, or GED, excuse me, she got really Mm -hmm. good scores, and that boosts her confidence. Right. Because she realizes, well, I might have just been cleaning toilets, but I think – you know, there's a lot more that I could offer society. And then she ends up going to Stanford Mm -hmm. um, and studying. She's going to get her p. She graduates with her undergrad, but she has desires to like go on and get a PhD in economics so she can help with equality Mm -hmm. in economics, Mm -hmm. policy around the world.
0: She's got ambitions. I
2: mean, I I just, I (laughs) I really, I really love that. And Mm -hmm. it does make you realize that, well, what is the privilege that we're born into in life? Uh, mm-hmm. And what, you know, what do we earn? And how many of us have kind of shortchanged ourselves because we say, well, I could never have done that. I couldn't be a doctor. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it's because you didn't have someone, you know, who was, who was there, like, rooting for you or paying for your tutoring or telling exactly. you, you know, that this was even an option in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That you even had time to go to school. I mean, she drops out from, from high
0: school. Mm-hmm next question me lies to kai about her occupation and we mentioned this before she tells him that she's an accountant she does this because she's embarrassed by her station in life but also to feel some sort of connection to him should she have just told him the truth from the beginning or do you think her lie helps bring them together at least a little
1: <laughs> you think
0: not? <that> it doesn't oh don't lie don't, don't lie. lie oh <laughs> it 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 I mean just about cooked her goose <laughs> a <yeah>. couple times. <laughs> she
1: he did ask her some things and she was panicked. And yeah.
0: That's never a good feeling. And
1: <laughs> he knows the story, right? I mean the mother told him I brought this woman. No, she
2: Konga never told Kai where she found uh, ah. me or her background. I feel like mm-hmm. there was a lot that was kind of secretive. But the brother knew, right?
0: I don't know. I, I feel like the brother knew he may have found out she might have fessed up to yeah. him first. I honestly, maybe. like,
2: I totally, my first reaction is to agree with you, but then as I, like, mulled over the question, I mm-hmm. thought that maybe it was helpful in the end because it put them on more of an even, even playing field. And for someone who maybe has trouble relating to others, um, it might have put him more at ease to feel like, well, I understand this. what this woman does. Like, mm-hmm. I do this too. Um But I just think, you know, it helped her to step into her future self in a way you know, she was always like kind of
1: longing to be
2: someone who was well educated, who
1: was classy. Mm -hmm. And I I think if Kai would have been like a physician or an architect, would she would have just been like, Oh, I am that too and then she would have gone down that route. I mean like it Pigeonhole her into being a f- accountant. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I just. Uh, I don't like the lie. No,
0: I'm gonna. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's okay.
0: <laughs> I yeah. Lies can can. Yeah, they backfire. They yeah. backfire, and then you're exactly. an And then you're person. digging yourself out. Yeah. F- you know, for long I mean, afterwards. There's a little, you know, lies yeah.
1: like. Oh, I got you this for Christmas, but you really got something else. You know, I mean, there's lies that are okay, like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I yeah. don't agree. <laughs> But I think, okay, so maybe maybe she didn't need to lie about that all the mm-hmm. way, but she
2: is kind of a lie in terms of what's going on in the situation. Oh, true. I mean, the whole thing was so contrived, right? And then the <laughs> fact that she's going to these fancy wedding dinners and, like, everyone's using their forks and knives, and she looks over and she's like, people acted like they would die if they touched the food with their fingers. Ah,
0: you know, mm-hmm. because
2: that's how she's eating, and it feels like, that that she has to suppress her real self anyway. And so play, I, yeah, you know, and I don't think character. she would have felt like she could have been accepted into that world, being a toilet scrubber. <laughs> um, yep. You know,
1: I don't remember what the mom told Kai.
0: Wasn't much.
1: It was like here's this lady. She's gonna stay at your house. Yes,
0: and here's you know five crates of mangoes. Just yeah. make some space because <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. she's gonna like want pet. some mangoes right. big time. Yes, yeah, I forgot <laughs> yeah, exactly. about that. Yes, <laughs> I don't think he got a whole lot of details about her. He, he, just, his mom, mom just, just steam dropped him. him. Yeah, <laughs> he used, here's your woman. <laughs> Deal. <Jeez. laughs> okay.
1: Well, Barb, what about you? Do you think it was okay for her to lie?
0: No. No, no. I, I I yeah, I'm I'm against the lie. I think you 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 have to dig yourself out of a bigger hole no. when you lie. I I don't think she should have come out immediately and said, I'm a toilet scrubber. Maybe just leave that as part of the mystery for a <laughs> yeah. while, including her daughter and all the other things that Kai doesn't know and see if he can just oh, love yeah, her. The as... daughter. He, she didn't
1: tell him about the daughter for a long time, too. Either. You could but say that she, was a
0: lie. I mean, it, it was. was an omission. It's concealment, anyway. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of like that That's lie a huge by thing. omission mm-hmm. yeah. you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay, as adamant as Kai was about not loving me, he does things for her that show how much he does care about her, such as carrying her when she injured herself, helping her find her father. What other ways does he show that he loves her? And we did touch on this one earlier as well. He Wish- he did, but he didn't realize it, I think, how affectionate he was being with her. He had to have it spelled out by his brother. You know, look, you, you did this. Wouldn't you care if this happened? You know, these are the things that a loving person does.
1: What about when she got on the motorcycle? Do you think that was because he was so freaked out about flashbacks from his cousin or was it, he didn't want her to wreck it and have a whole repeat of that? that, I I think,
0: I think it was many, many triggers going off at once. Like you don't, you don't touch this memory that is, you know, part of my, my friend's uh, life. And also, well, yeah, you could have killed yeah. yourself. <laughs> and the
2: the motorcycle is literally the vehicle for his epitome, like yeah. where he comes to recognize yes. he was so secretive and, you know, concealing that motorcycle because mm-hmm. he was, like, trying to prevent himself from being hurt again, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So he f- That's he it. couldn't open up and love anyone yeah. um, because of how much he had been hurt from his cousin's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I I think that that's absolutely right. Devin like, you know, those were things that <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. that he <laughs> that yeah.
2: happened and um I can't think of another example
0: though. Uh what comes to mind for me right now was uh at the uh wedding and uh he made a comment about the fact that his cousin was not there and that was the problem with the wedding oh, and yeah. the bride just lost Mm -hmm. it at that point
1: it was her brother right yes yes
0: it was her brother who had died and and his fumbling of the emotional content in that was uh well it backfired you know Mm. it 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 smacked him and and it was like further confirmation of what he thought i have a heart of stone i don't understand human relationships therefore i cannot love Mm. and and you know i would be a monster if i uh you know, got into a relationship with Esme that I can't really reciprocate love in. Yeah, you know that would be just using her, and yeah. and he understood that much at least. Yeah, which indicates yeah. again uh-huh. that yes, he understands love. It's just in a different different yeah. frame of reference. At the end of the book, Kai tells me he loves her in Vietnamese. What is the significance of this?
2: For for me, I felt like speaking someone's language like they're. Native language is a recognition of who they really are as uh, their true self. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, she spoke English. She was learning English as Esme in accounting. Mm -hmm. um, But that wasn't who she really was. And as I said before, the whole novel she's struggling with, is she good enough for him? Mm -hmm. And and then to come to the realization that, you know, she doesn't actually need him. She doesn't need to marry him, but she will marry him Mm -hmm. because she wants to. Right. and the that, that speaking speaking her language means that he's really accepting her not as as me in accounting, but <laughs> as me from Vietnam mm-hmm. um as a woman with, you know, uh much less education, but that he he saw in her something that he loved that, that she didn't need to be an accountant. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And Just fancy like her like yes. his sister and mm-hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That was the heart melting moment for me <laughs> when he spoke to her in Vietnamese. That just,
2: oh, yeah,
0: that was... That you was swooned? The, I swooned. <laughs> I needed a fan after that one. But, yeah, it was lovely. But, yes, I think he was speaking her heart language at that point, you yeah. know, um, that she had communicated frequently with him in Vietnamese, and he could understand it, but he would respond in English. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of a, a turning of the tables that showed, yes, I really do care for you enough to to speak your heart language. And that was beautiful. And
2: there's that T-shirt that she wears. It's like, girl loves boy, loves Loves girl. girl. And Mm -hmm. it's in Vietnamese, and it's Mm -hmm. repeated at the end of the book, too.
0: Right. All right, we can't let this book go without talking about sex, because after all, there's a chapter and a half in here of spicy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. uh, well, I th- I in conversation here just, just before we started recording, um, I had to mention that um, I don't read a lot of spicy romance, but there is about a chapter and a half of, you know, pretty good description of what was going on between... <laughs> <laughs> when a man loves a woman. <laughs> I and and uh, me, slash Esme. And uh, I, I mentioned the fact that I got the giggles because... Uh, there were such, uh, there was a whole vocabulary of of euphemisms for genitalia that I I really hadn't encountered before. <laughs> <laughs> so when the author you know starts talking about the uh, the sex that goes on, I I couldn't help giggling about his length and and her sex and his <laughs> hardness. It sounded like titles for royalty. I just <laughs> oh I lost it there, but. Uh,
1: your your thoughts. <laughs> do you think it adds to the book or do you think it takes away?
0: Oh, I think it's pivotal. I, I think the problems that they had in their relationship, their physical relationship, mm-hmm. is, again, it's a window into the kind of communication problems that, mm. that maybe being on the spectrum can exacerbate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at at, at, at one point, you know, after some very satisfying maneuvers for Kai, he jumps up thinking, "Oh, I've got to go take a shower because yeah. I'm going to get the sheets all sweaty." Yeah. And as May slash me is is left literally um, in the lurch, yeah. I'd, I'll put it politely <laughs> by his maneuver, <laughs> and she just looks at him like, "Where are you going? Yeah, we're not done yet." Yeah. And and when he runs off to the shower, he, you know, it's. He's thinking, this is what I need to do right now. And uh, she's thinking, what a jerk. (laughs) So, yes, I think that that scene was absolutely crucial to the book. You know, maybe we didn't need all the details, but... Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that chapter was absolutely crucial. Yeah,
2: and you touched on the the physical touch and uh-huh. how yes. for him as an oh, autistic yeah. person, he, had he she dis- he disliked her touching him in certain ways. I Forgot mm-hmm. about yeah. that. and he kind of withdrew at some points, and she took that very hard. Right, you know, she felt rejected. Yes, but it was yes. because of his sensory mm-hmm. issues, He's got and issues so that
0: she doesn't know about.
2: They have to kind of negotiate that and mm-hmm. learn what is okay, what mm-hmm. do we like, what we don't like, and so mm-hmm. many.
1: So many problems in relationships, you know, either with people on the spectrum or not. Yeah, could be fixed by proper communication. You bet. I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, you shouldn't be having sex if you can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So there is this article that I um, is related to this, um, mm-hmm. a NPR article um, from July of twenty one. She was interviewing the author um, about her book, The Quick Kiss Quotient, which is the first book in this oh, yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Um, And the question the author asked was, many people have preconceived notions about people with autism and how they should be and act, which includes them having sex. Mm -hmm. Given that, can you tell me about writing sex scenes in your book? There's a brief paragraph if you guys want me to read her answer. So um, the author says, I think that I heard in the past that, you know, it was offensive to write autistic people having sex. And in order to be respectful, you must infantilize them. I was horrified by that. But when I wrote the book, I didn't even know about these expectations around autism because autism was still kind of new to me. Mm. You know, she had been just diagnosed, you know, a few years yes. prior. Uh-huh. Um, I was only diagnosed with autism five years ago. Duh. But after I wrote the book, I was so glad that I did that. I wrote autisti- autistic people having sex and I couldn't be prouder. She didn't even think about autistic people having sex as different from people not on the spectrum having sex. I yeah. mean, it didn't even occur to her, which is great. Yeah. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like that. Yeah, I like thought that, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of sex. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of kind of graphic sex. And and for <laughs> the
2: and we could talk a little bit about the romance novel industry, which is written primarily by women for women, about women, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that before women writers there were not, you know, a lot of women writers a long time ago, it was mostly sure. men, mm-hmm. um, writing about themselves and what they and how they viewed sex and what they wanted. And so I think part of what makes the romance genre so successful, I mean, it's a billion-dollar industry, right? I mean, it's yes. huge.
1: huge. It is um, huge. Is
2: that <laughs> women are getting what they want, and they can see themselves in characters and in plots mm-hmm. that are interesting to them, yeah. and that includes sex too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just from the male point of view, the male gaze, mm-hmm. um, and all of that.
0: Well, thank you, Devin and Jenna, for a great discussion of Helen Hoang's The Bride Test*. Our pick for next month is Learning America, One Woman's Fight for Educational Justice for Refugee Children by Luma Mufa. Learning America traces the story of how Mufa grew a group of kids into a soccer team and then into a nationally acclaimed network of schools for refugee children. The journey is inspiring and hard won. Learning America is available in print from the Longmont Library and in e-book and e-audiobook formats from the Front Range downloadable library. So pick up that book, read it, and join the conversation. See our program notes to find out how to share your comments and questions with us. We would love to hear from you. And thanks for listening to Book Chatter, the book club for busy people. See you next time.